Hello everybody, this is CJ the Youngest. I'm popping in here real quick just to let you know that this is actually an old episode. So we recorded this episode in November of 2021 and then had some technical difficulties. We actually lost an audio file, but we tracked it down, we found it, uh, and now we are able to release it. So it's going to feel a little bit out of place, but the quality of the content is absolutely still there. So uh, sit back and enjoy the episode on energy. All right. Welcome, everybody. Super excited to have you. Uh, this episode, we talk about one of the topics I really uh, have been thinking a lot about uh, over the last several years, and it's energy and how it affects our daily life. And we get into uh, some pretty personal stuff and ref reflect on how it motivates the things that we do every day and how each of us treat energy a little differently. And and we get into a little bit of metaphysical stuff as well. So uh, how energy is created or not created in the universe and uh, go down a fun philosophical path as, if you like that stuff. So definitely stick around uh, towards the end. It gets pretty good uh, all the way through. There's solid stuff about energy and how it relates to time or if they're the same thing. So without further ado, enjoy. Welcome. Here you'll find three very different brothers learning to discuss and disagree without losing their cool. Well, most of the time. You've got CJ, the youngest. This idea that time and energy are the same is uncomfortably sound in my head. Buddy. The oldest. What Kevin Feige's doing is he's turning his energy into your potential energy. And of course, there's gold. Matter, matter is like the shape that energy takes. Each episode, one brother chooses the topic and drives the conversation. After that, it's all about the ride. This is Shotgun No Battle. Shotgun No Battle. I uh, definitely am excited to talk about this good stuff. Uh, what do you guys... First of all, how are you guys doing? How's, how's, it, how's it been? Doing well. It took a little break there from recording. We did. Well, things in our family felt like they were just crumbling all of a sudden. It was a, it was a rough couple of weeks for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did have a lot going on with the wedding for uh, our sister, right? Alyssa got married. Congratulations, Alyssa and Brad. Welcome, uh, Brad. So, yeah. And then just things kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple hospital visits. Yeah. People that's just actually, struggling. It was stressful. It's actually what I wanted, what brought up this topic that I wanted to talk about. Uh, because I have realized that energy is not what I thought it was. And so I wanted to see what you guys think about energy and like what it means to you. Because it... It meant one thing to me before, and I was hospitalized from this sickness that was, you know, totally different than uh, my regular CF hospitalizations, and I just learned a lot about energy and myself, my own personal energy, and so I wanted to get your guys' opinions, perspectives, like growing up, did, it, did you think about what it was to like exercise or... Like if you were exhausted, excited to go to bed and sleep and like, did you notice or feel 
specifically, I don't know, more or less energy than you do now type of thing? Have you, where are you guys at with that? Mm. So we're talking about like physical energy movement sure. of the body through, throughout the day. I mean, energy I in got, general, I got, right? Well, I energy, got... energy is, is just, it's not never destroyed or created, right? Energy is only ever transferred. No, so that's I got matter. Three classifications. No, he's right. It is energy. What? Yeah. Freaking science. Matter. I mean, energy and matter. Matter is like the shape that energy takes, right? The form that energy might, takes. They're secretly the same thing, but yeah. Kind of like that. Well, it takes energy to energy create matter. Energy is never created? Yeah, no there is only one amount. There, There Just is an amount of energy in this observable galaxy and beyond even. Huh. Uh, and it will always remain the same, but because the universe is expanding or there is a theory saying that, right. Um, ultimately we'll all just, everything will just stop moving and that's called the black death or something. Right, bud? Yeah, basically. Uh, I mean, trillions of years from now, so completely irrelevant, but yeah, it's called the law of the conservation of energy. I did have to look that up. But so just thinking about energy from a biological perspective, right? And you think about being in nature and the plants and the trees around you and the creatures, right? They're all, they all require energy to exist because, because they, because they exist, they're doing something, right? So photosynthesis is a process that takes place in plants, right? Where it absorbs the sun or something oxygenate itself or create energy for whatever it needs to do. And so we're all transferring energy. Uh, It's just in different ways, right? So you think about the human body. I think about my body. And the energy like levels that I have need to be within a certain range to be able to sustain any kind of a lifestyle that I have, right? If I get too low on energy, I'm not going to be able to do as much um, with the time that I have because I have less energy, right? And so in the hospital, my oxygen levels went down pretty significantly and that's what made me go into the the hospital was the concern for oxygen deprivation or or it's called the hypoxemia. Or hypoxemia mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know. It's a hy- hypoxia, I think. Yeah, where basically your organs are not getting the amount of oxygen that they need, and they start to shut down, namely your brain, right? Neurological issues can come pretty easily with lack of oxygen. That's why you pass out, all that good stuff. But like my oxygen levels were lower, and my energy levels were way lower. Like it made me realize, wow, if, if my oxygen levels went down and I couldn't get them back up, like that would be a completely different life. Uh, just because I could, I can't, I'm less efficient at converting the energy that I can convert. My body is less efficient, right? So energy. Dude, you have given this so much more thought. Then I, it, 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 you could probably count the amount of minutes that I have thought about this topic in my entire life, and we've already like tripled it. 
Perfect. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I... well, we, we all we all think most about the stuff that gives us the most resistance. Mm, that makes sense. I when I consider energy, like the only times that I've really thought about energy is like when I'm playing sports and I'm like, oh, man, I'm 30, not 22. And yeah, there's like a little bit of a difference. Um, but but that's about it. Or like as I gain weight and I'm like, man, my body has to work a lot harder to do something than it used to. Uh, and that's kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting, though, because if I give it some thought, I land on the fact that physical energy can be tied to mental and emotional energy as well. Where you can be sitting in one spot, give like no energy to your muscles, but you are giving all the energy to uh, thought provoking questions or a stressful work day. And uh, it sucks all of the energy out of you. And so uh, energy is energy is not necessarily one. You know, it's not just like physical energy. It's not it's not it doesn't take one form. It takes infinite kinds of forms. And we only have so much that we can use in a day before needing to recharge. And so it is really interesting to think about, like, you have energy. I kind of view it as time, most like, you know, motivational speakers or sports people or whatever. Talk about it as time. They're like, you have only so much time in the day. So how are you going to use it? Uh, but really it's, it's energy, energy. Yeah. Yeah. Time and energy to me are the same thing. Time doesn't exist to me. Um, and so it comes down to energy at that point, uh, because the passage of time and we can get into time too. That would be really fun (laughs) time and energy and, and start talking about black holes and how time travel legitimately is physically possible. I mean, not, in human form, right? But wormholes exist. Theoretically, and, yeah. But uh, energy that, to me is—is it, is, is is it time that you don't believe? Is it that you don't believe in time because your energy is so minimal compared to the amount of time that you could never use time up before energy? No, I or is it like the concept <clears throat> of time is just like the poop. underlying foundation of of time? And the underlying foundation of energy to me are the same thing. Like it's talking uh, about the same thing. It's two different words to describe one thing. Okay. Yeah. A certain amount of time on earth really is because just how much energy if you think about the energy runs out. Yeah. If you think about time yeah, passing, it's just basically whatever amount, whatever amount of energy is being transferred, right? Hmm. Uh, within a certain measurable period, because otherwise there'd be no way to quantify energy. So maybe time exists Oof. to quantify energy. This is good stuff. I recently watched a, a, a YouTube video um, where uh, it describes, uh, so it, it's arguing that time does not exist, um, like you've suggested. And it says that um, an object like a, like a, a tennis ball, for example, we think of it as, as, uh, continuing across the net when really from moment to moment it's a different object because some atoms have sloughed off of it from the air and things have changed from moment to moment. Yeah. So it's a different object. We perceive it as the same because it's similar enough that we're convinced. Yeah. But in fact, energy is always being exchanged from moment to moment. And so the object itself is not the same. Well, it, in, 
Go ahead. Finish. Including ourselves. Including ourselves. Yeah. So that ties into kind of what CJ does and loves, which is film. There's there's a um, a concept where film or video does not exist. There right. are only yes. still images that we can capture as quickly as possible and simulate motion, but we actually have never been able to capture actual motion. Uh, and, yeah, and, our and brains and just do a magic back. trick. Exactly, yeah. Siege, uh, what is this typical standard uh, frames per second that any given uh, cinema film uses? Uh, generally between 24 and 30. Um, and usually then, 24, uh, right? Yeah, usually I, 24. I was going to say 30. Um, no, it's usually 24. Uh, okay. there's also like a, but there's a difference. There's a difference in like uh, a cinematic movie versus a TV movie versus a soap opera. Soap operas are actually a lot higher frame rate. That's how it looks. It feels very like real, real, like you're inside. Of, yeah. Um, and that's, uh, the, actually the Hobbit, uh, trilogy got a lot of flack cause they, they did 60 frames per second. I remember um, that. Yeah. 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 So hmm. nice. Yeah. So did you hear what we were talking about uh, that brought that up or did you disconnect? Um, No, I I fell off the call for a second. So I wasn't, um, catch me up. Buddy was just uh, wrapping up the concept of time and and, uh, the tennis ball. Oh yeah. yeah. The object uh, is not the same from moment to moment, yet we perceive it as the same object object because it's so similar. And so I brought oh, up that okay. that we haven't actually ever captured motion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captured still images. It's the illusion yeah, of totally. motion. Oh man, yeah, that's fashion fascinating. Like, uh, <clears throat> it's just it's just still pictures that are p- played fast enough that yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's like looking into space, right? Like you see the light of stars, but like not really. You you see the light that was in these stars like several minutes ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Just, or or yeah. several million years ago. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this idea that time and energy are the same, um, is uncomfortably sound in my head. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's Un- interesting. Uncomfortably too. sound. Because you think about you coming from, we all come from a religious background, but you think about you still practicing and and have your core belief system with uh, in mind that time is forever, right? And so that's that could very well be backed up by time is energy. If if the energy of your spirit is what leaves your body, right, and and that energy continues on in the spirit form, um, then ultimately as long as that's good, then time is eternity. Yeah. That's a good point. Like this idea that, um, there is a, there is something inside of us that, um, doesn't lose the energy, right? Because it's our physical bodies. It's our phys- physical bodies that uh, that eventually that need the energy, and thus we put a time constraint on it because eventually that energy will run out. So the idea that there is something that continues on that doesn't hmm. require that physical energy, and thus e- eternity is possible. Well, it would be a physical um, energy still because 
right? I guess it would have to be, like right? Like it'd be a, some molecular form that your spirit takes. But it, it would be interesting to think about it this way, where if our body is simply a cast by which our spirit is poured through and the result at the end is is the accumulation of our experiences in our mortal lives and that's what leaves the cast or the body and that becomes your consciousness where did you get that that's amazing say that uh, again i pictured like egyptian sarcophagus type stuff and i'm like oh i'm just going to filter my spirit through that and that's going to represent my life and at the end What's left uh, outside the sarcophagus and con- continues on is ultimately uh, crap, my experiences. Crap, crap. I could tell that I wasn't following and I was like, <laughs> it's fine. I don't need to follow. And then Buddy's reaction was like, oh, so like I need to was... make sure that I follow. Say it again. Go ahead. Well, the, compend- the, the idea of the compendium of past experiences as the form of the current person yeah. is what I got from that a lot. Yeah, Absolutely. So say if you can so it's go like, again it's like with the we're sarcophagus all, we're metaphor. We're all born into these into these biological bodies, like a mold. flesh and bone, right? Okay. And mm-hmm. we're for the most part all organically grow the same way, right? With the exception of some anom- anomalies here and mutations. there, mutations, mutations, and things. And so that if if you consider that biological experience to be a mold by which you are going to cast something right where you know how molding and casting works you have a mold and you Mm -hmm. pour whatever liquid material into the mold and then it solidifies it takes takes the shape the shape right of the mold so essentially if you if you picture our bodies as a biological mold that is we are casting our spirits or our souls with then you'll take that i'll all of the matter and energy that mm. is originally your baby's soul, right, sifts through your body over the amount of time or energy, basically just goes through a certain amount of energy, right? Converts a certain amount of energy until it can't convert energy effectively anymore and sustain itself. Mm. And hmm. then the result is the, the spirit person. or the soul that has developed over ah. the course of those experiences. Mm, that is that's lovely. Cool. That is lovely. Fun to think about. So the conversion of energy as the aspect of progression. Yeah, the aspect of uh, yeah, yeah, creating really. Yes, yes, creation. Hmm. So it's like, hmm. but again, because we can't create or destroy energy, it's like it's just the. The form Inversion. that your soul takes and the shapes of the matters and molecules or whatever it is, uh, is just a recreation of what existed before you were there. Well, hmm. Recreation or? It's like when a mother gets pregnant, uh, they, they have to eat more. They have to take in more energy and so that they can convert it and create this, this new thing. Right. Yeah. 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 But creation is is essentially recreation, right? Yeah. yeah. Or like conversion. The, yeah. The, the the reformation of what is already there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude, I'm I'm drawing so many parallels. Like Doctrine and Covenants is flying around in my mind right now. Doctrine <laughs> and Covenants for the audience being a, a deep, uh, relatively deep part of the canon. 
of Mormonism. Um, specifically, a verse comes to mind that says that all matter is, or all spirit is matter, but it's oh, more geez, fine. Yeah. And so we nice. can't perceive it in this form. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lots of uh, parallels there. Yeah. When you, when you said doctrine and covenants is a relatively deep, uh, I was like, I was like, is it though? And then you brought up that scripture and I was like, man, there's, yeah, there's like a whole bunch of sections. Yeah. Most people have like no idea. Super. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. That's uh that's really interesting. I, um, one of the things that I, that I enjoy taking away from our conversations is, um, the application, uh, of our conversations to my life. Um, and so when I think about, uh, this and I think about this idea that I'm really stuck on the idea that energy and time are the same thing and that we are a kind of in our consciousness is the amalgamation of our experiences, um, and that kind of defines our spirit. Uh, it makes me, and it would make sense, Colton, that you are bringing it up in this way because it makes me feel much, much more precious about what my experiences are. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And like, if, cause if, if energy is, there's only so much you can like, why would I waste my energy on anything? Why would I, why would I take up that precious, like kind of space of, the creation of my consciousness to be anything other than things I enjoy. Yeah. It's like, you, why would I give myself to this cause, whatever it is? Why am I doing this? Because you're giving yourself to whatever it is by spending that energy, right? Not spending it, but like what, like whatever, you know cause. what I mean? Investing. Yeah. It. Yeah. 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 Cause there is a finite amount so anything that has a finite amount is essentially spent, right? Yes, the so, scarcity factor. Yeah, so you are spending it on on certain things. So why why do you guys spend your time doing certain things? Like, do you think about that? Is this the crap you think about when you make a decision for your day? <laughs> uh, Not me. Not now. But uh, I mean, I think about it a lot. Yeah. And it usually comes down to like two, one or two priorities. Maybe a third will slip in there sometimes, but usually I can only juggle like two things at a time. And so it's work or it's play most of the when time. You, when you say at a time, is that like a day? Like you can only juggle two things at a, in a day? Is that kind of <laughs> like that? No, well, no, it's like my focus, my mind, right? My okay. My concentrated focus, I would say needs to it's all in and so i can basically spend it doing one thing or another and it's the either it's the extreme of either one and if i don't start it with the one i don't want to do then i'll never get to the one that i don't want to do right oh interesting. right I, so yeah. so i try to you know prioritize what i don't want to do first make sure all my efforts go there before i make the switch because my mindset is just like Oh man, the social life is that third priority that I try to slip in when I can, but it's like work and health are the two priorities for me right now. Nice. So wait, buddy. Yeah. Um, generally, 
you are are a a uh I would consider you physically probably more healthy than me. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's it's is, is it's, that a safe it, it is it is it's truly tricky. debatable because okay. genetics if you remove genetics it's probably not true. Oh, well well sure, but I'm um is it is it safe to say that physically every morning you start the day with more energy than me? Oh dude, I have no idea. That's a yeah, good I question. Yeah, I don't. I don't either, um, dude. Remember, every time we play basketball, I'm collapsing after 30 <laughs> minutes, and you're like, "Dude, I could do this for three hours," and I'm like, "What?" So, that so was, there's there's differences. A, yeah, yeah, that's actually a solid uh, segue into where I was going, which was, dude, um, that basketball game put me in the hospital. You need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was the trigger. <laughs> I was like, I'm going hard, oh, man. and uh, that's kind of funny. Get. <laughs> um, yeah, I went back the next day and kept going. But uh, but this is a good segue <laughs> into: Do we have more energy than we give ourselves credit for every day? Yeah, we probably do. Oh man, none of us has has been pushed to the limit of the caveman. So certainly, yeah, like, we all seriously. have like. None of us has ever to the been point pushed to the of limit like of survival. dehydration where yeah. you just have no idea. We have no idea what that's like. We've always had such great care. There is a uh, there's there's a, a quote that I've heard that I would love to know if it's like real, um, but it was uh, <clears throat> it was supposedly like a Navy SEAL once said that once you think you're out of energy you actually have about 40% more. Um, And, uh, and that pisses me off so bad because, because like you've uh, never tried your hardest. Exactly. Like, like, cause I can think, I've never given it my all. I can think of moments. There was one time that buddy, uh, you were telling a story about like driving from Seattle to Utah or something. And you said, I'm not sure if there has ever been a more glorious moment in my life than crawling into bed that night and when i remember that i i i remember the imagery of 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 that feeling you know what i mean and like we've all been there and i remember specifically go ahead sorry to think in that moment that i wasn't even close to the amount of energy i actually had is so infuriating that makes sense it's also a very personal experience nobody but you can know how close you've been I just True. remember specifically imagining if I fall asleep on the freeway, me and Colton both die, and all <laughs> of my stuff in this U-Haul gets demolished. Yeah, and this That's is it. this so is I after I've pestered him ten to twenty times to just pull the fuck over and let me drive. <laughs> Dude, no. I could not believe the stubbornness I was witnessing. Oh. It was this snowstorm, and we were trying to go up this mountain pass. I was just like, this is not happening. And (laughs) you're exhausted. You know, that's probably where your fear of my driving started. No, it probably started when I was 16. Yeah. Mm. That would make sense, too. No? That's a whole tangent we could go I didn't drive with you very often, because I was driving for as long as you were, basically. Yeah. Um, the re the reason I bring up the whole 40% thing is, um, as I gain more priorities in my day, in my life, 
this is freaking before kids. Um, I find that uh, I have the I have the time, thus the energy uh, to get to all of them. And yeah. if it's a high enough priority and like there there are days a year ago, two years ago that I was like, man, I freaking maxed out that day that now I have somehow fit more into and I'm thinking I freaking maxed out my day and I'm guessing in a yeah. year there will probably be like a kid. Oh man. Don't want to, don't want to get too many people's hopes up by saying that <laughs> some point in the future, there will be a kid in my life. Are you pregnant? And no. And Good. there will be another, you know what I mean? So it's like, it, it, yeah. it feels, it feels like, and I, th- and I know people, I know like Steve Jobs, K- uh, Gary V, um, even friggin' Joe Rogan has talked about it. Like the, the more you want to do, if it's a high enough priority, you will find a way to do it. What, anyway. What's interesting. You bring up Steve Jobs. Um, I was going to mention, I've actually recently discovered, um, my relationship with energy and my mind um, is is very very they're like very intertwined, right? Like your mindset and and the amount of energy you have, and what you decide to do with that, what's worth it to you. Like you make very conscious decisions. We all do um, on what we're going to be doing in our day, right? Typically, unless we've fallen into a routine, which even then you've probably made a pretty conscious decision about it, but Steve jobs um, was definitely one of the ones that pushed the limits on energy, but he also uh, was like a holistic um, type of person. As far as his diet goes, he was bent bit of on a hippie. being, yeah, kind of a hippie type. Um, but even, ultimately that, uh, I mean, you can't say whether it led to or caused or anything, but ultimately he got pancreatic cancer and that's what he died from was pancreatic cancer, right? Problems with his pancreas. And so in his biography, he talks about the last uh, year of his life basically and how the energy levels just tanked, like just fell off a cliff and by like by the last few months of his life, he could barely do anything but breathe, get out of bed to go to the bathroom was like out of the question um, just because but he was still alive. So his hmm. body just couldn't take in the nutrients anymore. And it did it, I guess, as efficiently as it could and for as long as it could. But so his relationship, I'm sure, with energy by the end of his life completely changed because he was go, go, go built, you know, the most valuable company in the world ultimately. Um, and then he suddenly had no energy left. Hmm. Yeah. To think about how so, <clears throat> my relationship with energy will change throughout my life, considering I have not really ever thought about it. Um, yeah, it kind of makes me, it kind of makes me view. Yeah. It, it helps me understand that, uh, what I have now, the energy levels that I have now, um, are, are, I'm probably hitting pretty dang close to a peak 
you know, in yeah. my in my lifetime of my physical body being able to convert what it needs to create energy that I need. Um, Wait a second. Above I mean, teenage years or early 20s? Um, He's I probably mean, got cool. a lot more ability to cool. guide and direct the energy than he ever would have. It's like more yeah. bridled energy than his youth. I, yeah, I think it's... um. Maybe I may not have more energy now than I did in my early twenties, but I am more efficient with that energy. I know how to I know how to channel that energy okay. a lot better. So I, I, um, you get but more even output. Still, e- even still, like like my diet is better than my early twenties. My so like as far as I think I'm I think it's probably pretty close. Yeah, I, I you're you're a, you're a more efficient machine now. Yeah, though on my to... mission. I mean, that's that was an pretty extreme high. example, but yeah. Yeah, that was pretty high. But but yeah, I mean, it, it makes me it makes me um, not want to waste the energy that I have now um, even more. Because <laughs> it I, will I want, go away I, one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to make a proposition. Um, just an idea to consider that what if that when we're born, and when I say born, I mean when the sperm meets the egg and it begins to replicate... Energy is going into that organism. It's only going in. That organism is giving nothing to other people, right? The yeah. mother is providing all the energy. Cult, like you said, they have to eat more energy to give. And then as a baby, yeah. it's also basically nothing. You know, like a glance of joy here and there. And maybe that counts for something. Well, once but... the umbilical cord's cut, at that point, it's a self-sustaining energy. And, and then it becomes... No, no. Not not in the human case. In the giraffe case, sure. But in the human case, the humans still you have can, to give to, grow. to the baby right. for it to grow. Right. So as a as a, when we're young, we're an input of energy. We're, we're getting it. We're only getting it to grow so that when we grow we're older, receiving we can start more than we're... giving it. Yeah. Yeah. When we grow older, we can start giving it to other people. And then by the time we die, our output has equaled our input. Less the result. So that the net result of a human life is zero energy. We're all contributing to each other in this forward symphony. Though, I will say there is something to be said for the amount of energy you require versus the amount of energy you expel. Um, or you would like, a, you know, if you're talking about. Give. Uh, what am Take I trying to say? Take versus give. I don't know. The amount of energy that your body takes in versus the amount of energy your body um, puts out. That seems yeah, to be what I you're talking think, about breaking even. I don't think I agree with with Buddy. I think that there there are there are circumstances where the energy it takes to keep the body going means that the input versus the output is not the same. Yeah, for every totally person. changes it. Meaning, Colton takes a lot more energy to keep his body going than you do. Okay. I mean, because his lungs have to work harder, right? His there got to take enzymes. Yeah. There's, there's a lot well, of things. And you, so you also he, think about the external amount of energy that goes into those things as well that I'm occupying. 
Right, like the like uh, the economic cost the of research making the and, the, and the nurses and the, and the doctors at the hospitals. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that stuff is part of yeah. the energy that's being expended. Yet, yet you may recall. Yet, part of that output is the discovery and the research right. that then benefits everyone else, that. and that's what. And that's what, which in is, order to complete my argument, you I would think say that's going to be the thing that balances. May it out. ultimately, may. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, as a, can never as a matter of gauge that like yeah. we're trying to do, because, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, some of the some of the discoveries will come from uh, an accumulation of research done on one whoa, whoa, given whoa. disease or something. Right. So, buddy, your thought is that with every person, the net outcome is zero. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll be I'll be bold and say talking about I, biologically. You know, I haven't thought gonna, about this before, but I'm going to go for it. We're yeah, going to differentiate so biologically between, between you and Mother Socio- Teresa. The net outcome is right. zero. Both of you biologically, I would say yes. That's a that's a difficult. Oh, because go yes, because why? there are <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to go because there are things that we do to give ourselves energy. And that is the majority of it, right? So we expel energy yeah, to gain more energy. Good point. And that's just being selfish, right? And and it's necessary so, and you need to do it in cer- certain circumstances. Well, but I I'd would say that's say, being selfless because then you're operating at your optimal capacity and your not true. ability to give out is a lot higher. Because if someone it, has a shitty diet. I get it. Go. I get it. You know what I mean? I, I'm saying, and I'm saying that there is a need for it. But if you are continually doing that, if that's always the goal, I can think of specific people in my life that are like, I'm going to take energy from other people to then to then use that energy to benefit me. And really, the the only thing that the energy is going to is keeping myself moving so that I can suck in more things that I enjoy. And then there are people in. Yeah, yeah, you get it. So yeah, Hitler was a taker, spectrum. and Mother Teresa was the antithesis, the giver, for example. Yeah, she, the devil she, is the ultimate taker, and Jesus is the ultimate giver. Sure. Yeah, this this idea that it always comes out to zero, even biologically. There's they're just like a like freaking me versus like nearly all mothers in the world. A mom's like her almost every day. She is giving up her energy right. to 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 make sure that there is further energy to be given within this child's or whatever in the future. I'm just, I'm like slapping away at keyboard. Yourself. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So definitely different levels. I think, uh, buddy. Wait, what? My, I don't know. What, you, you just flipped. He, he, I've won him over first. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I've been biologically. It might be the same still to me, but um, by the individual, because again, the energy only ever transfers, and so it feels like a net zero sum game biologically. Uh, you know, still, I'm just I'm just gonna go ahead and cite karma. Different. Yeah. No, no, because like energy transfers, but not necessarily to other humans. If I spend my entire rock pushing a boulder up a hill i'm expend i'm i'm what his life his entire life you, oh okay yeah you said rock 
you said spend your entire rock. Oh, weird. Pushing a boulder. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If I was, if I spent my entire life pushing a boulder, um, when I, you know, it's, you know why that happened is because I always think of the Sp- SpongeBob SquarePants episode. It's a rock. Oh, yeah. It's not a it's boulder. A yeah. It's a rock. It's a rock. So I was thinking Classic. of the word boulder, and then rock just snuck in there. Anyway. Yep. Um, Holla so to spend, all millennials. <laughs> if I spend my entire life pushing a boulder up a hill and it can benefit no one, then yes, the energy is being transferred to this boulder, but not right. any other human. So, right, and that's why I say biological versus socio economic not socioeconomical but versus sociological like because society okay. right peer-to-peer type stuff versus actual molecular transfer of of, of energy okay. in the universe i i yeah, i have or- i have a, i have one defense one ultimate argument against that to solidify my point but it's not a good one it's kind of abstract and it's basically that that if we consider that humans are not more important than boulders, then my theory holds. But if we're human centric, then you're right. I think. I think yeah. to humans, humans are more important than boulders. Right. This right. is true. So. Well, to some humans, <laughs> I mean. So to humans, other humans win. don't yeah. value other humans <laughs> at all. Like to your point, Siege. I admit that to boulders. I am asinine, but to other humans, I feel like it's like sense. a serial killer is probably probably doesn't value life very much as far as uh, as far as life goes. <laughs> as far as life goes, <laughs> right? So maybe they're more like the boulder. So there are some humans who care. Ooh, uh, that's an. Ex- I don't think I don't think it's all of them. It might not even. I think it. I think it's the majority. I think the majority of us care about other lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. To be psychopathic is a disease. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just checking in, because you know, got to do that on the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> so energy. Yeah. So that's. I mean, it's been where good we're at. so far. Have you guys heard of the comedian Josh Blue? He's got cerebral got- palsy. Ooh. Oh yeah. I ha- I had I didn't that. know that was his name, but yeah. So he he won whatever the competition he won was, whatever I can't remember. One of the many ones Dad watches that he probably America's Got Talent. That's my guess. Very very potentially was that yes, and now he has his own on uh, just YouTube. You can watch it. It's a full hour special of his uh, <laughs> his stuff, and it's pretty good. <laughs> Josh. Josh Blue. Blue. I'll check that out. That's funny. It was indeed AGT. Just so you were. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. yeah, he brings oh, up America's got talent. a lot of funny got stuff. Yeah. Um, so I know uh, I know we're coming to a natural lull, but uh, but I've noticed a trend in this conversation, and maybe it's just because I've spent so much time writing uh, a book lately, but uh, you guys you guys tend to tend to hit very silly philosophical um and uh and i my mind will always it seems to always go to okay so like why does this matter and i'm having a hard time fighting that yeah because i know i know that i know that um i shouldn't only talk about things 
that matter. But maybe I should because we're talking about energy. You know what I mean? So I'm like, but I'm like, I'm like, cool. Yes, it does. To boulders, I'm asinine, but to humans. So thank you for bringing that up, buddy. To humans, this matters. <laughs> so it's good to know yeah, that to not nice. humans, it doesn't. I mean, you know yeah, what I mean? It's not always, not always it is, useful, it is sometimes but... <laughs> nice to know that how boulders feel, you know, just. So, you know, so, just... so it's, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying hard not to steer the conversation towards. So like, why does this matter? You know, or ask you guys. So how do you use your energy throughout your well, day? I, I and then it turns touched... into like a self-help podcast. I think we touched on a pretty good, uh, pretty good, important, fun to talk about part of energy, which is kind of the, the dynamic it serves in relationships with ourselves and with others, right? So we could dive into like a, a, a companionship or a partnership and how energy levels may differ and affect our, even our relationships in that way, you know? I have a question in that, in that uh, regard. How does energy energy transfer like motivation? Ooh, ooh. I can oh, be this is an extremely the, philosophical topic, I think. Oh good. Okay. All right, okay. good. In the room, right? So I'm like I'm like sitting here in a chair, right? And I'm like in the room with freaking Kevin Feige, right? The because... godfather of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm sitting there and I'm expelling no energy. I guess I'm expelling energy to, to listen. And then he's expelling energy to speak. And then I feel motivated as balls. If you think about it, balls okay. are really motivated, but right. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so perhaps the and, most. And then when I leave, I feel like I have more energy. Right? Is that an illusion, or is that a transfer no, of energy? Specifically your body's through... expending. Your Go body's ahead. reacting biologically to your surroundings, and I think we attract the energy. Um, I think we attract energy, right? And so things that happen to us, we attract in some way. That whole thing. A lot of people believe that. Along those same lines, I think your body in that room is reacting to what it's attracted to, right? In that that dude is getting you so amped up for whatever reason, you actually do start, your body actually does start to require and then transfer more energy because it's getting amped up. Your heart heart rate increases, respiratory rate increases, like because you're just getting excited. It's a dopamine release. It's, so it's so, so it's a uh, I agree, I agree with energy. Colton. I would like to express what Colton just said in a different way. Okay. Uh, in, a, in a physics way. So I am now converting energy from my hand into this cup and I'm I converting it. it from energy into potential energy because now it ha- it could fall. He raised Got it up. I'm converting energy into potential energy. Okay. So what Kevin Feige's doing is he's turning his energy into your potential energy. Ah, That's potential what the excitement energy. is. He's lifting you up. Hmm. Okay, so the so the idea is not necessarily that energy is one ball hits another ball and causes that ball to move. Uh, it is it is this it is it's kind of the force. It is this. exactly yes. Yeah, it's it, much it, more complicated. Energy yeah, is the it's, force. Okay, the, all right. The 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 intricacies and the nuances of advanced particle physics are like the force to ninety nine percent of us. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of us. They're a complete mystery. They're magic. We cannot understand them. Only a few of us 
I am not included. Uh, I've the, discovered. The, Can I understand think the most, advanced particle physics. I think the most common form of energy that we witness day to day is kinetic energy or the energy of motion. I'm pretty sure that's what like we, for the most part, is, uh, are thinking of when we think of energy. Um, because all of the other types of energy typically are, we, we can't see. We can hear some, right? So, um, but well, you think about our senses, is, our senses that sound. we have. And essentially, that's the only type of energy that we can sense, really, is, is what our biology allows us to. So we have smell, taste, hearing, sight, and touch, right? Did I miss one? No, that's it. I have a sixth sense, right? No. There's 23, but... Um, so yeah, I think the most common one is kinetic. That we Because that's what with. our senses allow what us see. to observe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're saying that uh, that in a situation where I'm motivated and it, it... So it could... Potential energy could be the concentration of energy... Or the the movement of energy that is not seen, or like intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. If you, if you intend to go to the store tomorrow, that's potential I guess, energy. I guess we don't. Yeah, we don't know that it's going to happen, but neither do we know that the cup is going to fall just because I'm holding it up there. Yeah. So, buddy, then what is potential energy? Something that could happen. Okay. So. Schrodinger's box. Schrodinger's cat. cat. Schrodinger's cat is both kinetic and potential energy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's a fantastic question. Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, if you open the box in either scenario, because it's occupying the same space, it should have the same amount of energy in either. Well, but this is this right, is magic right. territory. Sure, this is, the Sch- Schrodinger's cat is one of those gates into magic territory. Yeah. yeah, we all we a lot of us pretend like we understand, but we don't. Yeah, Schrodinger's I, I, I don't. I, I mean, I I did see uh I did see a picture of. Uh, a china cabinet and there was a bowl that had fallen off the shelf but was leaning against the door and uh and so if you open the door it fell and it said schrodinger's bowl it is both broken nice. and yeah. not broken at the same time yeah yeah it's it good it's freaking hmm. nuts. um that's the uh it's uh it's interesting i i have realized that a goal of mine um is to create potential energy. Ooh. Yeah. That's good. Because my because okay. my goal with storytelling with with uh with media with this book I'm writing eventually with uh um talks or or speeches that I give um anything that I create I am hoping translates to other people as potential energy or it's the concentration of energy that becomes potential to inspire movement and yeah anyway totally interesting yeah i think that's what we all want uh if we if we're striving to make a difference in the world right we're basically striving to have our energy amplified uh throughout 
our surroundings, right? Like the people around us or whatever it is with your inspiring people. Because you just want your energy amplified through other people, basically. Well, well, hang on. Um, if Kevin Feige hadn't spoken to you, CJ, you still would have had and spent that energy elsewhere. Yeah. So it's really not a matter of the creation of potential energy, but the, the direction, the focus of, of potential energy. Totally. Cause yeah, yeah, totally. I, and, and that's, um, it, it it's, uh, ooh. Getting, uh, getting, a getting a, a little real here, here, um, because I have a skill of directing my energy, I have a very hard time with people who don't direct their energy. Yeah. Um, and so it's become because there, and I don't recall, I don't know if I agree that everybody is hoping that their energy is amplified. Um, and the way that your energy is amplified, right. Is that my energy causes a reaction in somebody else. And, and so they use their energy differently than they otherwise would have if they did not feel my energy right. or feel the impact of my energy. Right. And so yeah. I don't think, I don't think every, I mean, maybe, maybe like with, with family relationships, you could say that that's kind of the goal, but like outside of, because some people just want to raise a family in a house, right. you know, and, and spend time with grandchildren and die. And so, it's not everybody's goal. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's become a goal of mine. It's interesting to put it in context. I've always put it in context of time, the amount of time that I have, if I can get somebody's time, uh, if I can be in the elevator with the right person, then I can take that time to get something across and thus give me more time in the future. But if you just convert that all to energy, it kind of recontextualizes the whole thing. What if time is just the window of opportunity? The windows of opportunity within our energy. So like, because you're describing if I just had the time in the elevator that window of time you expended a certain amount of energy and to you it's it would be in one of the most efficient ways you could be spending it yeah right so windows of time anyways i'm still Great. just so we we, in, we spend energy in the to weeds so yeah we can what did you say bud uh, we spend energy to create windows of time it's kind of where we, we spend energy yeah. to create more efficient opportunities to spend energy and we perceive yeah. that as windows of time that sounds very frustrating <laughs> as as a mode of life <laughs> i mean um i mean there are uh, you could talk about other people right that they, that would prefer to just get by with the energy that they have and and really don't care to capitalize on it or or grow it or do anything with it really. I mean, if you think about someone who's lost, I guess the really the will or motivation to live, um, but they don't want to die either. So they just kind of, just kind of coast, I guess. Right. Yeah. And just exist. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different people that lie on the spectrum. That's pretty broad. I would say. It's yeah. Hmm. Hmm. This is uh this is making me rethink 
what I viewed as like motivation, what I viewed as inspiration, uh, what I viewed as passion, um, all is <laughs> energy. Kind of been, mm. It's been reduced to potential energy. It's yeah. conscious energy. Well, the right? fact that you could reduce it to something doesn't mean it's still not those other things. Right. It's still passion. If totally. you want to believe it's passion, it's still passion. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it, but it, uh, it does change my inner, if I allow it to, it can change my interaction with that thing. And, and I think I can mm. make it a, a positive thing. It's a positive I think I can thing, make that I think. A, yeah. Yeah. Cause I can, I can, um, it kind of makes it easier if you can, if you can illustrate this idea of making something as complicated as life itself <laughs> and boil it down to, it's just energy. It's just energy. How? Do you want to spend your energy? Oh man, time doesn't does exist. What do I, things. Right? What do I do with every day, with every hour of every minute of my day? I have a schedule. I need to fill it up. I got to go. I got to do. And it's like time. Basic doesn't principles. Exist. Basic principles. Energy is the source of everything. Energy. So just go to what that. do you want to? What do you want to do with your energy? You have a finite amount of it. Figure out what do you want to do with that energy, and then what I would recommend is just freaking do that thing. <laughs> do it. And, and it's, it's more difficult than that, right? Because it's like, well, how do I, like we talked about with creating windows of more, like I am working, I'm using my energy now to create more efficiency of how I use my energy in the future. Yeah. And that's what makes it difficult, right? Like how do I, if it's just about joy, then I'll just go, you know, get high and watch freaking spongebob sure and it, but like if it's about if it's about like how i want to use my energy now and how i will want to use my energy in the future you're, that changes how you use your energy you're trying now. to set yourself up in the future to be able to seemingly spend your energy in a way that's more aligned with how you want to sp be spending it like, yeah, what are you, you doing could, for your future self? Yeah. That you're you not, say that, that you can't have now. You could say that, uh, <laughs> can't believe this just happened. Um, Colton, you just teed me up to, nice. <laughs> to hit home literally the purpose of my book, which I've been writing. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oops. Uh, which is, uh, oops. <laughs> no, that's a good thing. Uh, which is, I, your, I, I believe in what my book is all about is if we can align our actions with our convictions, we will be satisfied with life. So essentially what you're saying is if what, what we believe, if we can align how we use our energy to what we believe is right or what we believe is the going to bring, you know, whatever our desires are, whatever our belief is. If we can align our energy to make that thing happen, then whether today or in 40 years from now, if our energy is aligned with that thing, then boom, that is satisfaction in life. Yep. Nice. That's pretty good. Uh, um, solid underlying principle for a book. Thank can you. I go? I'm going <laughs> to just sneak in and add something to that and say that the idea of what we believe and what we believe we should be doing is in huge part, if not in all part, determined by our upbringing and what we've learned to that point. So it becomes this circle of source where we don't, it's the chicken and the egg thing. Well, but then how long is your upbringing? 
you could say it's uh, your upbringing that's, is the sole reason question. that you think what you think, but that's just seemingly one blanket statement term to put across your developmental years. Is that what it is? Because developmental years no, just, end just in your the early idea 20s. That the two things, just the idea that the two things are feeding each other. What I experience feeds what I believe and what I believe feeds what I experience. Sure. They create yeah. each other at the same time that they're manifest. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's essentially the law of attraction that Colton was talking about, right? This, the energy that you put yeah. out is the energy you receive, right? That's it's yeah, yeah. You ex- what you experience. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but Colton to buddy's point, when you're talking about your upbringing, there is a physiological difference between our brain now True. versus when we were kids. Right. So oh, absolutely. The, so the idea of this, what we believe is right, these beliefs forming when we were children before our brain quite literally started to solidify those um, things, yeah, is the, and that, you know, so there, there is a window of, of time. Um, yeah. So, so biologically then is what you would say, uh, upbringing could be defined as with yeah, what yeah. you're talking upbringing about, would have to be defined biologically. Buddy, did you do that on purpose? The whole kid do thing? what? What? No, because okay, I don't know what right. you're talking about. The whole kid thing. Yes, I said this is the purpose of my book is that if you can align your energy and if you align your action with your beliefs and then you brought up that your beliefs Being are greatly influenced by when you were a kid, which is literally my book is about <laughs> revisiting your childhood oh. to understand your beliefs. So that oh, in I your did not do that on purpose, <laughs> but can... I certainly wish that I had. And that's great. It sounds, yeah, see, yeah. It just sounds a lot like your book is is. Fully inspired by Buddy and I. It's that's what it bomber. sounds like. <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys are in here quite a bit, um, and maybe it's just maybe this is the energy that I'm expelling is is determining my experiences because I was literally writing it right before <laughs> yeah. this call. So somehow it 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 defined this conversation, which it totally did. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm I that was that was that was great. It's it's a fascinating fascinating topic uh, that I will think about for years to come nice i'd like to her date i'd like to interject a quote from dear gandalf the gray all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us yeah that's from gandalf that is from gandalf the gray yep that's what's up he's an architect (sighs) it's a very simple way of (laughs) saying (laughs) yeah anyway Shotgun no battle? Shotgun no battle. Unless, what? <laughs> it's, <over>. it's done. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs>